Welcome back to Season 1, Episode 7 of the One Proposal Podcast. I am your host, Dalia. Have you ever wondered if marriage is God's will for your life? Especially when the possibility of marriage is looking more and more unlikely. I know I have. In today's episode, we uncover and discover once and for all if it's God's will for us to marry. Let's pray. Lord God in heaven, we commit this journey to you, trusting it wholly to you. Cause our thoughts to become agreeable to your will. Today, we ask for your wisdom in the area of relationships, preparation, and being found by the one. We ask that our minds may be opened to see your light so that we will know and understand what is a hope to which you have called each one of us. As women who are yet to be married, we commit our way to you, Lord. We roll each care of this load to you. We lean on, rely on, and are confident in you and trust that you will bring it to pass in Jesus' name. The word will appears 3,699 times in scripture and has multiple definitions, a few of which include choice, determination, a deliberate or fixed desire or intention, a testament, a written instrument legally executed by which a person makes disposition of his or her estate. The phrase, I will, appears in over 1,000 scriptures. I will is a legal declaration of a person's wishes and used to express determination, insistence, persistence, or willfulness. In the book of Genesis alone, God spoke that one phrase 37 times. In the Gospels, Jesus declared that phrase 44 times. It is safe to say that the words following the phrase, I will, in the scriptures when declared by God are his determined and deliberate desires and intentions for our lives. Okay, so get this. The first mention of the word will in scripture happens to be a declaration by God of his intention to achieve a good desired result. The scripture, Genesis 2.18. Then the Lord God said, it is not good that the man should be alone. I will make a helper fit for him. In the scripture, when we use some definitions of the word will, we understand that in the beginning, it was God's choice, God's determination, God's deliberate desire and intention to make a woman for the man. In making the declaration, God expressed determination, insistence, persistence, and his willfulness that the woman be created for the man. That was God's deliberate desire and intention for making the woman. 1 Corinthians 11.9 confirms, Neither was a man created for the woman, but the woman for the man. And then, get this, God's not a man that he takes back a single word he has said. In Psalm 89.34, God says, 
My covenant will I not break, nor alter the thing that has gone out of my lips. Friends, out of his lips, God declared. It is not good for the man to be alone. I will make a helper who is just right for the man. God's not going back on what he said. The purpose and original intent for which we as women were made was to be a help to a man for God's own purpose. In Proverbs 16.4, it says, The Lord has made everything to accommodate itself and contribute to its own end and God's own purpose. Now, let's look at another definition of the word will, which is testament. Testament is a solemn, authentic instrument in writing by which a person declares his will. Friends, does that not sound like God's holy Bible, which is made up of the Old and New Testament, where God declares his will for our lives? The Old and the New Testament are filled with God's promises for each one of our lives. And in 2 Corinthians 1.20, we read, For all the promises of God are yes in Christ. The word promise here in the original Greek is announcement, which means a public and typically formal statement about an intention. Let's recall that one definition of will is a deliberate or fixed intention. God made a legal declaration of his wishes in Genesis 2.18. In doing so, he made a very public statement about his intention for making the woman. Okay, let's go back to the word will. Do you know how many times the word free will shows up in scriptures? None. Zilch. Nada. I didn't find free will. But you know what I did find? Multiple scriptures about God's will, thy will, and individuals who were committed to do God's will, not their own. The author of Psalms says, I take joy in doing your will, my God. For your instructions are written on my heart. Ever wonder why we as women have this desire for a husband in our hearts? God wrote his instructions on our hearts. In Genesis 3.16, when God said to the woman, Yet you will long for your husband. Friends, Having the desire for our husband in our life was placed there by God. It is God's will, God's choice, God's determination, and his very deliberate desire and intention for us as women. So, is a longing for a husband wrong? No, God placed it there. What is wrong are the ungodly motives, distorted thinking, and the unhealthy desires for a husband, and the inaccurate view of marriage that do not line up with God's will or the Word of God. Another scripture about God's will is found in the book of Hebrews. The author writes in chapter 10, verse 7, I have come to do your will, O God, as it is written about me in the scriptures. 
friends, God's will for you and I, too, are written in his holy scriptures. So the question becomes, how do I align my life to God's good, pleasing, and perfect will? Romans 12.2 tells us, Do not be conformed to this world, this age, fashioned after and adapted to its external superficial customs, but be transformed, changed by the entire renewal of your mind by its new ideals and its new attitude, so that you may prove for yourselves what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God, even the thing which is good and acceptable and perfect in his sight for you. Friends, do you see that from the beginning, God has wanted only good plans for us? The reason the woman was created was because God saw that the man being alone wasn't good. In another scripture, it says that we are to roll our works upon the Lord, commit and trust them wholly to him. Then he will cause our thoughts to become agreeable to his will. And so shall our plans be established and succeed. There's so much goodness in both of these two scriptures, but I want to draw your attention to something. Did you catch that we prove God's good and acceptable will for our lives by the renewal of our minds? And then, did you hear what happens when our thoughts become agreeable to God's will? Friends, aligning our life to God's will begins with and in our thought life. Why are our thoughts so important? Because scripture says in Proverbs 23, 7, For as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. I don't know about y'all, but for the longest time, I had some wrong thinking where marriage was concerned. My thinking disqualified me from marriage in more ways than one. My mind was bombarded with doubts and unbelief, and then throw in all the times I messed up with the opposite sex, and then to top that off, each year that passed without the fulfillment of marriage, I was conditioned to believe that my age disqualified me even more. I did not believe that marriage was for me. Did God tell me that? No. Society and well-meaning people told me. At first, we're too young for marriage. And then, we are too old for marriage. Eventually, I was encouraged not to hope. Instead, it was offered words of consolation that included God's will and sounded something like this. It just may not be God's will for your life with no biblical basis for their assumptions. So I began to believe their reports for my life until I didn't. I believed that I couldn't or wouldn't ever be married and that perhaps marriage was not in my destiny. But the desire was so deeply seated, I couldn't shake it off. So I found this one scripture in Genesis 2.18, which says, It is not good that the man should be alone and that God made me a help me for the man. I began speaking God's word, that one word over myself, not vain, empty, thoughtless words, but purposeful words spoken so that I could shut off the noise telling me that it will never happen in my life. 
I have seen this principle of speaking the Word of God work in other areas in my life, where my family and where my healing is concerned. I do it to renew my mind, to replace old ways of thinking, to believe that what God has promised will happen. I do it because I have got to believe what the Bible says when it speaks of the Word of God being seed. Seed that will produce 30, 60, and 100 fold if I keep on watering it as I open my mouth and continually declare what is written. I allow God to transform my life by changing the way I think by the seed of His Word. Friends, we've got to learn how to go to the Word of God and discover what is written about anything we need an answer for. First, we seek out of His book and find out His will for our lives. Then, once we know God's will, we renew our minds with the Word of God to get to a place of believing that good and perfect and acceptable will of God for our lives. And then we continue to pray. We can start with Matthew 6, 9. After this manner, Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Friends, that is what we are after in these studies. We want God's will for our lives. Let's get to that place of believing once and for all that it is God's will for us to be a helper, suitable, fit, compatible, and just right for a husband because it is written. You can find this podcast on all major podcast stations with a new episode released every Friday. Visit www.v1proposal.com for updates and to get the show notes for free.